0: Bring him in now, Bills linebacker, Lorenzo Alexander. Lorenzo, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. Uh, just enjoying the offseason. I've uh, been traveling a little bit, uh, but just really just hanging out with the family. We're actually going down to Orlando for the Pro Bowl. Check out Disney World tomorrow, so I'm excited to obviously catch up with Kyle Williams and a couple other friends that will be down there as well. Sounds good, man. So you, you're
0: living your best
1: life. Yep, always trying to do it every day.
0: So let me ask you this, you re-signed with the Buffalo Bills, one-year deal, I mean you had a great year for Buffalo last year, six and a half sacks for the Bills, you had a pretty decent season, what made you not test free agency and just re-sign with the Bills?
1: Um, Well obviously um, I've been around a little bit, you know I played in Washington for 70 years, uh, bounce around the Arizona, then Oakland, and then Buffalo gave me a shot to, to come out and, and earn a roster spot, and I've been here for the last three. I have kids uh, that are in school and that have really uh, embraced this community, and uh, the community has embraced us as well, and at this point in my, in my, my career, uh, it doesn't make sense to kind of move around just from a family standpoint, um, as far as between the lines. I like, I like this staff. I like this team. I know what my role is. I know what they expect from me. Um, I think they understand what I, what I do well as a football player. And that's always key uh, when you're trying to be successful on the football field. Um, and then plus the money was good. I mean, it was where I wanted to be. Uh, not quite sure what the market looks like uh, for a 36-year-old linebacker either. Um, obviously, I played really well last year. Um, was very dynamic in multiple areas, but at the same time, I know GMs look, up, look at my age, just see 36, and you uh, couple that with a, a free agent market that's going to be flooded with a lot of past uh, rushers, um, you know, from various teams, and you don't quite know how that's going to pan out. Um, so for me, it was a safe and smart decision to make. Um, after having seen kind of the, the, the free agency market and what it might look like, and, and overall, I'm happy to be back, and and can't wait to go out there and showcase my talents along with my teammates next year and hopefully make a run.
0: So is this your final season?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm about ready to transition away from the game. Um, I, I've learned over the years to never uh, walk anything in, in pen. I, I am a, a God-fearing man, and I've done that a couple of times. And often oftentimes, he, he kind of rewrites it his own way. So in my opinion, yes. But if I go out, ball out, have 15 sacks and feeling good and somebody wants to pay me again, uh, that's probably a conversation I have to revisit with my wife and see what's up. But uh, at this point um, in the year and, and in the season, I definitely um, feel like I'll be retiring uh, after next season.
0: So if you have 15 sacks, that's got to be God's way of saying you got to come back.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's why that's why I write all my plans in pencil um, these days. But if I won a championship, if we find a way, because I really think this team is, has the ability to at least make a run, and anytime time you get in the playoffs and, and get a the dance, you have a shot. If we won a championship, I would definitely walk away.
0: So let me ask you, as you talk about this team, and, you know, on paper we look at the Buffalo Bills and we say, okay, they were 6-10 and 10, uh, this season. We look at this team. I'm not saying you guys can't be contenders next season, but did you have any thought? Any thought, I know every player wants to win a ring, but again, at the end of the day, you got to do what's best with your family. But there, was there any thought of possibly wanting to get with a team that might be, quote-unquote, closer to winning a title?
1: Um, No, that that thought never crossed my mind in the process. Um, Yeah, I want to win a championship, but I'm not necessarily a guy to go run and, and jump on somebody else's bandwagon necessarily to do it. Um, that's just not... You know, in my DNA, and for guys that do it, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not the way you know I, my mind kind of thinks about about operating. Um, I like the process. I like grinding through it, and I like being able to do it with you know your guys, especially when people um, um you know, doubt you, and and rightfully so. I, I and I get it. You know, being six and ten, but I also see a team that could have easily been nine and seven. Um, three plays uh, easily change changed really the, the trajectory of our season. And that's with a rookie quarterback that was in and out. Obviously came on really strong at the end. Uh, we had probably, I think, the, the worst offense uh, historically uh, in the league for, for uh, several weeks there. And we still found ways to, to be productive, defensively play really well. And at the end of the season, you start seeing this core of young guys, this youth movement, especially offensively, really start to rise up and make plays and start to showcase and show chemistry. Now, it's our job to really uh, use that uh, momentum that we kind of finish the season with and kind of carry that on to the next season. Obviously, we'll, we'll continue to add pieces to help our run game, get uh, LaShawn going next year. Um, obviously, add some pieces on the outside for Josh to continue to, to be able to uh, throw the ball down the field too. And then guys probably up front. Uh, whether we do that through free agency, you know, uh, um, the draft. Uh, but I definitely look forward to how we uh, make our, our roster better and our team better and bringing those guys in, getting them acclimated to the Bills way, and, uh, and making a push. I mean, because if you ask people what the Chargers would have done this year, nobody would have said 12 and 4 and really have a shot at winning the championship. Um, but that's why the NFL is so unique in this matter, because it's really teams that can jump up year to year um, just by adding a few pieces um, obviously our schedule won't be on paper as tough even though you got to a short weekend and week out because of where we finished in our division um, which helps out as well and so i think with that with that being said and that being known i'm very optimistic because i've been around an organization that's been on the climb and and the bills are very similar in that aspect and, I, and i'm talking about my time in arizona um, as far as changing uh, the trajectory of an organization from being you know middle of the run to you know bottom to really starting to climb to the top
0: we're talking to bill's linebacker lorenzo alexander so one of the reasons that you probably have some optimism is because of josh allen i mean josh allen rookie quarterback uh this season played well for you guys you know seems to have a bright future how do you see josh allen moving forward
1: i mean he's a playmaker um and I, i think we got to see that i think uh And and I'm probably in this camp, too. I didn't give Josh as much credit as far as his athleticism, uh, his ability to make uh, plays with his legs. Obviously, from a quarterback standpoint, though, this offseason, I know he's really going to focus on continue to understand how to play quarterback at a high level, that football IQ, recognizing defenses, um, understanding uh, matchups with his guys, and and accuracy, you know, just through working on his fundamentals, his footwork, and, and all those little details, um, that make you a great quarterback, um, and if he has that jump, as I as I believe he will, because of, of the uh, the character that he showed me over this course of last season, um, he's definitely going to be an improved player. And you add pieces around that type of a guy, and especially in a in a league where you know you're so cap, salary cap uh, conscious all the time, you know when you have your rookie uh, quarterback on this rookie deal, this is an optimum, optimum time to really add those pieces to help him and make him better so we can go out there and be dynamic on offense as, as well as um, playing well on defense like we did this year and probably trying to improve in a couple of areas there as well, especially our red zone defense.
0: And, you know, you guys, the Buffalo Bills, will have a lot of money to spend around $90 million in cap space, I was seeing. So there's definitely an opportunity for you guys to improve through free agency. So let me ask you this. In terms of Josh Allen, do you think moving forward he's going to be or needs to be more selective in terms of running the ball?
1: Um, at this stage in his career, i say no. I mean, he's still young. Um, obviously, you never want to take the big hits. Um, so he has to be conscious of, you know, obviously the guys around him and, and, the, and the type of space he's in. And once you've kind of maximized that, those yards, just slide and get down and don't take a hit really from anybody because it I mean, anybody at this at this stage or at this level can, you know, cause you to tweak something that you don't need to be tweaked in a game. So your whether your play or your availability is, is at risk when you do that. But uh, he's still young; he can take some punishment. He's a big kid, so uh, I was kind of in that camp for a long time. But I never want to uh, handcuff his ability to make plays. So you just have to be smart, you know, towards the end of those uh, end of those uh, runs that he makes. I got to ask
0: you this. Nathan Peterman, we've seen him over the past couple of seasons. Wasn't very great over these past couple of seasons. And, and again, he, he was your teammate. I know. Let me ask you this. Do you see ability when it comes to Nathan Peterman?
1: Um, I see a guy that is a professional he works hard. Obviously, he probably doesn't have the physical tools as, you know, on paper some of these other guys. Um but he's a guy that's going to continue to work. He don't necessarily have to have those physical tools to be uh, successful in this league. Obviously, he got a chance in Oakland. Um, obviously, Gruden saw something in him um, as well uh, that maybe he can um, help groom and work with and uh, be a, a viable backup uh, when Derek Carr is, is not available. It's not, you know, maybe eventually become a starter somewhere down the line. But yeah, he didn't he didn't perform well. Uh, some of that is on Nate, as he will, you know, acknowledge and, and accept and be accountable for it. And some of it was his teammates. Um, you know, obviously, quarterbacks, get they get all the love. But I think sometimes when they're not doing as well, we, we just continue to point the finger at them when they're probably the most dependent position on the field. And that's for the great ones as far and the ones that struggle. you got to have O-line in blocking for you. You have to have running backs picking up blitzes. You have to have receivers getting open. And obviously, it's their job to, to get the ball out on time and, and do it. But if you don't have all of that going right, especially for a young guy, um, who may not be quite ready to play at this level, uh, he is going to struggle. Um, and that's part of it. But if you have great pieces around him, um, I think it's a little bit easier for those guys to transition and grow. And that we just didn't have that. We weren't ready to do that in Buffalo for Nate Peterman, especially being such a young football team this year. We're talking to Bill's linebacker,
0: Lorenzo Alexander. So i got to ask you this, championship weekend, uh, International Football League, and Tom Brady has done it again. He's going to his ninth Super Bowl. He already has five Super Bowl victories. The man is amazing. Yep. The man is special. Can we call him the goat at this point officially?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's hard for me to do that because I played in the era. I'm playing in the same era as him. And obviously, I grew up in a different era, idolizing guys like Joe Montana, growing up being a Bay Area guy. But... Yeah, If you look at his numbers and what he's done throughout the course of the year, uh, he probably is arguably the GOAT as far as wins, uh, which is obviously a team, a, a team game as well. Um, so he has a lot of guys, and he'll probably tell you this too, to attribute those wins and his success too, uh, because he has, you know, it's not necessarily Hall of Famers around him, but he has some, some players that can play the game at a high level, and obviously he's put the ball in the right places. guys can come down with catches. The defense has played well um, along the way, as well as the special teams. So he's really been on a a well-coached football team, uh, you know, with Belichick kind of leading the way. And uh, he's had a a lot of success leading those teams. And obviously his fourth quarter uh, ability to to go down there and win games is is unapproachable. I don't think nobody's ever been this dynamic when when, when the thing's on the line. So – yeah, go ahead and call him the GOAT. Um, I got much respect for his game and what he's been able to do and, and, and respect him a lot. You know, I see him two times a year, and I'm, I'm impressed every time um, after playing him uh, just with his ability to to, to win games. And, and and sometimes he'll call other people's numbers to do that, and I think that's what's making him so successful right now because they're really leaning on that offensive line in the run game. Um, Sony Michelle has really been going off. Uh, so kudos to him as far as just putting uh, his team in the best in the best uh position to win games and not necessarily just always calling his numbers, but that's what the Great will do anyway. For sure. So yeah, he I mean, nine Super Bowl
0: appearances, you know, five Super Bowls, I mean he's he's at least the goat of this era in terms of quarterback play.
1: Oh yeah, I mean oh yeah, yeah. I mean I mean it ain't not yeah. nothing that's yeah, that's un, that's that's uh unrivaled. He's unrivaled by anybody in this era and, and what they've done as a team over the last what Twenty years is is will probably never be done again. It's impressive. It's remarkable. You know all those exactly. words that you want to use to pump them up.
0: <laughs> we saw some controversy in the Rams and Saints game. You know an obvious pass interference call that was not made. Ultimately, it cost yeah. the Saints a victory. What were your thoughts when you saw that play initially?
1: Uh, I mean, well, I think it's like everybody else. You know, that's a call. They they always you know. Pretty much side uh, you know, make calls in the offense's favor for them, not to call that something that's so egregious. When I've seen things that were much more ticky tack or more like blind, probably you know, kind of phantom calls, I was I was just kind of amazed that the call wasn't made. You know, but refs are human. I mean, they make mistakes. Obviously, you never want to see anything like in that game be made. Uh, you know, of that magnitude, but I mean, but it happens. It's part of the game. I mean, there's, there's calls throughout that game that were missed and that were made. I mean, so you have to live, live with it at the end of the day. Um, you know, it, it, and I think if you probably, if they watched the game, especially if you talk to probably Drew Brees, they had a chance in that game early on, those first two possessions, to put the game away early and they only came away with six points. Um, so yes, that play was, Uh, you know, monumental in how the outcome played out. But there were some plays earlier on in that game where if they come away with touchdowns, the game was out of hand early on, and you probably not even have to worry about that call being made.
0: What was the worst call that went against you in your career? Do Do you remember any call or any game that kind of stands out and says, man, that was bad?
1: Uh, I mean, not off the top of my head. I remember last year playing the Patriots, you know, in New England. I mean, Kevin Bilderman had a, a pretty good uh, touchdown catch that they called um, okay. incomplete, but, you know, that's that whole catch rule type thing. Yeah, but yeah They yeah. said it would have been a catch under under the new rule. That's probably the one that just pops in my mind. I'm pretty sure it's something worse than that. Um, oh, another one, uh, when we had yeah, – he's up in uh, New England now, Stefan Gilmore playing about – playing off coverage, a guy runs maybe five yards and slips and falls. Stefan never touches him, and they called DPI on Stephon. I, I, you know, so I've seen that happen. <laughs> it's like, what were they looking at? Um, so that's probably the top two that kind of just popped my head uh, from jump. We're talking to Bill's linebacker, Lorenzo
0: Alexandre. So many are saying at this point, you know what, I think more plays need to be replayed. Trans interference needs to be replayed, you know, things of that nature. Do you think that should happen?
1: No. Um, I mean, I mean, is it just the calls that are, are, are flags are thrown, or are there non calls? Who determines that? I mean, it's just you can almost replay every play then at that point. Um, so, my my rule of thought is is that it, it is no system that's going to make everybody happy. It's whoever the the system affects in a negative light. There's going to be an uproar in in a big complaint uh, about it. So human error is part of the game. The rest are part of the game. So maybe you can tweak it and try to find a way to make it better. But there's no system that's going to be foolproof where everybody's happy because you're going to continue to have things that haven't happened before or there's loopholes in certain rules that you don't think about until it actually happens, and, and then you have the same thing over and over and over again. So that that will slow the game down in my mind, and that's something that we definitely don't want. I mean, I, watching the game as fans, as viewers, and especially as players, because it just breaks up the momentum of of how a game is being played. So I, I guess in
0: terms of see, here's the thing. You got here's my thing. Yes, you got two ta- challenges, and I think they should keep the two challenges. But I'm thinking, okay, for a pass interference call, that's already called. So if the ref calls a pass interference call, I think at that point, that play should be up for review. Now, again, you have your two, and how you use your two is how you use your two. I also think in terms of personal fouls, because 15 yards is a lot of yards. And and obviously a pass interference penalty can be the biggest penalty in football. I mean, these are big, big penalties. So my thought is, Give the the coaches those two challenges
1: and they use them how they want to use them. Uh, as far as penalties, I mean, yeah. But if you're out of them, you're out of them too. I mean, right. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that, that, I mean, that could work where you could challenge that. Um, so, yeah, I don't, but it's so subjective. So it's, it's what if there is a ticky tack one? I mean, that one is, is obvious. So that's an easy call where, yeah, you review it, it's easy to be made. What if it's not as obvious, you know? Right. So and it's subjective. So who? I mean, how can you tell who's who's in position, who's gaining an advantage? Uh, because that can obviously go the other way, where they made the wrong call or made the right call. They look at it in slow motion, and now it's it, it gets murky. I don't know what, what's the right call. Right. So it, it, it's hard. It's just hard because the game is played so fast, and you know, obviously, everybody at home has all the. The replay and slows it down to tenths of a second, and oh, it's so obvious! How did he miss that? I mean, it's just yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, you have to kind of deal with it because it's going to it's going to hurt somebody because you reverse it. And now the other team is upset. Right. It, it's tough.
0: It's tough. But I guess the thought is the technology is out there, so why not use it? But I mean, at the same time, it, it's a difficult game yeah. to officiate. It's tough. I mean bigger, stronger, faster, guys are bigger, guys are stronger, guys are faster, and and it's very difficult to officiate. The game is fast. And and speaking of that, you know, we got the new rules out here protecting the quarterbacks. I mean, you let all linebackers and quarterback pressures, so you got after the quarterback six-and-a-half sacks, so you got close to the quarterback or you knocked him down or got him down with the six-and-a-half sacks. So let me ask you this. The way the rules are set up in the NFL in terms of hitting a quarterback, how hard is it to sack a quarterback in a national football league?
1: Um, It's not necessarily hard to sack a quarterback. It's it's more so how you go about it so you don't draw a penalty. I mean, so it's not – I mean, you just got to wrap a guy up, go for the ball. I mean, you have guys missing sacks sometimes because of that, I mean, my rule of thumb is I'm going to play football, I'm going to get a guy down, and if I can come off of him cool, if not, I'm not trying to avoid it. I'm just playing football, and I'll worry about the rest later. Because then you have the instances where you may hurt yourself trying to not hurt him. Uh, it, it, you know, so I, you know, I, I kind of disagree with a lot of the, the, the verbiage in there. You know, most of, not all of you. I mean, what, how can a referee tell that in a in a quick boom, boom, boom? Or how can I avoid not falling on him? And my momentum, and he's falling, or oh, I have a 350-pound dude holding me too. I mean, how can I avoid some of these things? So um, I don't worry about it. Um, and if they throw a flag, they throw it. Fortunately, I didn't have any of the passes this year, and hopefully, I don't have any, you know, moving forward going to next year. But I'm not worried about trying to save the quarterback. I'm gonna play good, clean football, play it physical, and if I get one doing that, oh well, I'll live with the consequences. we're talking to bill's linebacker lorenzo alexander
0: so you are the bill's nominee for the walter Payton man of the year award with the you're doing some big things with the aces foundation talk about some of the great things you've got going on with the aces foundation
1: um really just here in buffalo you know it's, it's such a blue collar community um here and 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 everybody's so helpful i've really been able to to do some some really good things partner with uh the south park high school football team uh, where i do some mentoring and also provide some uh fourth in life life skills classes to the young men uh to give them resources and information about how to be successful um as well as i go out and spend some time with them myself Uh, we took them to um to Hamilton this year, give them some experiences that they probably wouldn't be exposed to otherwise. Just open up their box and, and fill them up with some information so that they understand what they're able to do and what they're capable of doing. And sometimes they just need a little direction doing that. So we have that going on here in Buffalo, as well as I partnered with the Bell Center, uh, which is a, uh, a youth community center in downtown Buffalo that really serves the area well. And We've partnered with them in the same way. We offered a community day last year. Uh, we had uh, health providers come in. We had STEM um, uh, labs come in as well, and just provided some some educational and health resources to that community. And, and as well, this year we, we hopefully be able to help renovate uh, their computer room, uh, their weight room, and their library, um, and just trying to really help uh, Miss Lucy who who runs the the, um, the center. And just get help her with resources because oftentimes obviously with you know government funding and and how everything works, uh the places that need it the most often um don't get the funding that they need. And so I just try to help be a um a, a gap, fill that gap any way I can with uh the platform in the NFL and, and the Buffalo Bills.
0: What would it mean for you or to you to win that award, to, to win the NFL award?
1: When the water Payton Man of the Year, what would that mean for you? Yeah. I mean, it would be huge. Uh, I think more so for this community in Buffalo because of the, the money that you're able to get and, and just the lives we'll be able to help impact. Uh, for me personally, it, you know, it's just a um, – it's, it's really just a uh, a recognition of living a consistent life and, and really just trying to embody uh, the lessons I've learned from my mother, my uncle who's like my dad growing up, Um you know, people that I've come in contact who've helped mentor me to show me what it means to be a man in, in this world that we live in. Um, so it just be a huge honor. I mean, anytime you mention in the same breath as Walter Payton and what he meant uh, to this league and to the community, um, I mean, it's just it's just breathtaking and humbling all all at once. So uh, I look forward to it, and obviously there's 30, 31 other nominees, and, and whoever, whoever is the recipient of the award uh, will definitely deserve it. So, fans,
0: make sure you go to the website, lorenzoalexander.org. Lorenzoalexander.org. There you can see some of the great things going on with the Aces Foundation. Make sure you go hit this man up on Twitter, One Man Gang 97. One Man Gang 97. And support all the great things going on with Bills linebacker Lorenzo Alexander. Lorenzo, before we get out of here, let, let me ask you this How do you see the Super Bowl?
1: Uh, you know, well, you know, my, my heart tells me I want the Rams to win. Uh, you know, Jerry Goff, C.J. Anderson, catalogue uh, I actually played for Sean McVay when he was in Washington as a coach. But it's hard for me to go against, uh, you know, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and those Patriots. It's the way they come out each and every week. Uh, I think they do a great job of, of coming up with schemes, especially defensively to confuse a young quarterback and, and maybe keep him at bay for a while like they did last week. And it'll give them just enough time to, you know, put up enough points and, and put themselves in a the position to to win it at the end. So reluctantly I'm gonna go with the Patriots. Uh you know, obviously being out here in Buffalo, that's kind of a a cardinal sin, but uh that's what my mind is telling me. But uh hopefully my boys out there in, in, in LA can figure out a way to win one uh against them. But it's gonna be a hard feat. But if they do win, i tell you who's going to have a big game. It's going to be Aaron Donald and the Dominicans in the middle being the stuff to stuff the run and really affect Tom Brady. Whether they're sacking him, hitting him, maybe getting some hands on some, uh, some deflections. But those are the two guys I think that will help win the game if, if the Rams come out victorious. Let me ask you
0: one more. We, we look at the Patriots and, you know, eight straight AFC East championships. I mean, this team is obviously dominated to AFC East over the years, and when people talk about the AFC East, everybody says, well, the Patriots got it easy. I mean, they got to play the Bills twice. They got to play the Jets twice. They got to play the Dolphins twice. It's easy for the Patriots. When you hear that talk, do you feel disrespected on some level?
1: Um, I mean, it's never easy. Obviously, they just going to come in and trounce every single time. We probably play them tough, tough as just as anybody else. But in reality, I mean, it's the truth. I mean, they've won our division I don't know how many years straight, what ten, eleven years straight, uh, and, and and they've earned that. They've earned that uh, that crown or that mantle in a way. So if we want to if we want to change that mentality, we have to go out there and do something about it. So I don't really worry about what people say or think, but they've earned that uh, just by the way they've been so dominant in the league in the whole. So I mean, I guess the it's, the whole league is easy for them because they've won five Super Bowls. Being the nine of them, so they ain't just trouncing the AFC East, but we have to if we really want to make a move. That's obviously somebody we have to to knock off to be able to do that.
0: For sure, and we'll see what happens again. A lot of cap space for the Buffalo Bills to do some things. There's, they seem to have a quarterback, and, and Josh Allen. He showed a lot last season, and, and it seems like he could be the guy for this Bills franchise. Moving forward. You need a franchise quarterback and it seems like you guys may have, have may have that at this so we'll see what happens. Lorenzo, appreciate you, man, appreciate your time. Good luck moving forward. Would
1: love to do it again. All right, brother, appreciate you.